0: of rather common ways of interpreting this gospel passage. We might say "Uh, that we don't know the hour of our death. We don't know when our Lord will come to turn in glory to judge the living and the dead and the world by fire. So stay alert. Stay on your toes. Just as the servants didn't know when the master would be coming back from the wedding feast. But what if the servants knew exactly, precisely, to the absolute very moment when the king would return, what excuse would they have for not being ready? Let's think about this for a moment, and let's think about what happens at every Mass. Let's talk about what happens at every Mass here in this parish at 9 a.m. every weekday. Every weekday at this very altar, the veil between time and eternity begins to fade and part. And we see into the past, and we see the sacrifice of Calvary being made present again, And we see into the future, we see into the eternal present, and we see the glorious worship of heaven envisioned in the book of Revelation made present at our altar. And we see a priest about to complete the sacrifice by consuming the oblata, consuming the body, blood, soul, and divinity under the appearances of bread and wine at this altar. It is absolutely predictable. No one calls the office and asks, when is the 9 o'clock mass? No one says, gosh, there's a priest at the altar, I wonder what he's going to do next. It is never, ever a surprise that the king in his body, blood, soul, and divinity is present to us and present for us at Holy Mass at this altar. This is why you're here. Many of you here today were here yesterday and I want you to go back to when I was standing at the altar about to complete the sacrifice, about to commune with our Lord. The whole purpose of my life as a priest is to offer a sacrifice offer his sacrifice, and to be one with him, to die and rise with him for the life of the world. And there I was, holding the Alpha and Omega of the universe in my hand, focusing on the most important meaning of my life, and a phone went off. Now you might say, well, Father, it didn't really go off, it was just vibrate. Granted, it was loud enough to drown out a floor waxer. And the phone was held by someone who didn't know how to turn off his phone or didn't care to because it rang out. I counted the beeps. It rolled over into voicemail. And I had to struggle not to say anything blasphemous while holding the blessed sacrament in my hand. Think about what that did to me. Now let's think some more. Was it a surprise? Was it a surprise that in this church at 9 a.m., Father was going to offer a Mass? Was it unexpected that Christ would come down on this altar? Was it unknown that Father would want to commune with his Lord and fulfill the purpose of his life? No, it's exactly why you're here. We knew when the king would be present. So we have some choices. Either people really don't care, or they don't think, or they have priorities that I simply do not understand. The person didn't stop to take the call. Thank you. So why was the phone on at all, even in vibrate? Why is it in the church at all? I don't like to harangue people. I don't like to scold people, but I am meant to be a shepherd of souls. And I know with beyond moral certainty, I know with mathematical certainty that coming to Mass without thinking, without preparation, without caring, is not good for souls. Zeal for your house consumes me, O Lord, we read in the scriptures. I have an obligation as a priest and as a Jesuit, a companion of Jesus, to defend the rights, honor, and dignity of my King. When I'm done with this homily, I'm going to turn my back for a moment to walk back to the altar. That could be a very good opportunity for you very discreetly to double-check your device and also to reconsider what your priorities really are. And let's do some penance today to make reparation for offenses against the Holy Ghost. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.